Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Zozo! Or Zogs! <laughs> Georgia just found out that my nickname at home is Zogs. Zogs. Is there, I'm sure that's a character from like a story. It is. It is. It is. It's, it's Zog. Who came first? Um, the dragon. No, me. The dragon. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm fine. I've just, I had quite a nice weekend with no children. Um, oh, lovely. We started like very, you know, fun, like out for dinner, drinks. And then on Saturday, we went to a garden centre and it pretty much just sort of went downhill from then. Like garden centre, gardening, takeaway you know like down 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 and then you know then back to parenting again so I feel like we probably didn't take full advantage of it but you know there are better things to do Georgia. like I can't imagine James getting an erection on the row of the rhododendrons oh look at that little plant oh is that no judgy James loves the garden loves the garden centre he loves it oh well that's nice well it sounds like a nice weekend so are your, is your mum back helping now um yeah I mean a bit yeah a bit more I think I'm going to the hairdressers next week so she's going to have them again next week um so yeah definitely she loves it I mean you yeah, know of course she does she's not she seen it months. it's, it's Megan, fine brilliant. exactly how are you yeah good I'm just um I obviously had a really nice breakaway and then I just got straight back into it and I just on Friday I shot one of the most exciting things that I've done in my career which I can't wait to share with everyone <laughs> um and then Saturday Sunday I was at heart and then I'm here now basically every single day for seven weeks apart from oh today so I have got a lot on my plate at the moment but a feeling of constantly feeling guilt is the emotion that is coming up oh. a lot because I just miss the kids so much, but I know that I've got to work. So that's a- And it's such a short amount of time as well, and you love it. I know, but yesterday it was little kickers, and I think, you know, I say this on the podcast, but Kit took, um, Dozer took Kit for the first time, and he kicked his first foot, uh, rugby ball ever, and I missed it. And I was just like, oh, oh this is so devastating. But um, you know what? I'm going to see other things. Of course you will. I guess it, that's just what comes with being a working parent, isn't it? It's, diff- it's so difficult, and it would be amazing if we could all be at every everything. But 
it's not always possible, which is rubbish. Yeah, and 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 this really leads on nicely to the chat that we're going to have today, um, because we are talking about kind of beating the drum for um, women who are um, employed and find out that they're pregnant, and it's all about that journey about how you tell your employer you know, what that's like for you, how you kind of think about your maternity leave, uh, you know, returning to your workplace, all of that kind of stuff. So we really wanted to talk to, because you and I've had quite interesting experiences telling our employers that we're pregnant. Yeah, I was going to say, I think both times, the first time I um, found out I was pregnant, to be honest, I, I didn't really give it a second thought. Like I was really excited about being pregnant and I probably was a bit naive to it actually, like naive to how people would treat you and think of you differently. And um, as much as you it would be great if people didn't you know treat you any differently I think a lot of us will find that they actually do mm. and we will come up against you know quite a few challenges when we find out we're pregnant um but then second time with Gigi I was a lot more prepared actually and I waited a lot longer um before I shared the news yeah. which isn't always the right thing to do but it felt right for me um personally just because I didn't want um that to get in in the way of any decisions that were go you know that were going on that's sad in itself isn't it that you have to yeah it's I think mine's slightly different because I you know I've been in a career since I was 20 that you have to say yes to everything you have to be so driven and so ambitious to the cost actually of kind of yourself sometimes and yeah you step away for a second you know god forbid have a child in certain situations you might lose that job you might not be able to come back heart were absolutely amazing and my boss at the time Gary was like how long do you need you come back when you're ready but I don't get paid. I didn't get paid for being off. So I was taking unpaid mat leave. So that in my mind was thinking, well, you know what, I've got to get back. I've got to get back. I've got to get back. And in a way, I think I probably went back too soon the first time round. Second time round, I was a bit like, well, I'm ready to go back now because I feel, you know, I'm off. Yeah. It's different, isn't it? normal life does resume a lot quicker I think the second time around but you know what so I think a lot of people don't realize you know like you know like me I'm in sort of a standard job I guess um we get a set maternity leave a lot of people take a year um you might get a little bit more than the standard maternity package um you know there's financial support in place you know if it is a bit it's small but you know it's something there but in your line of work you get nothing Mm, and you know we often see on social media celebrities um you know people in the media taking the heat for returning to work too quickly but if you literally have your income completely taken away from you, yeah. it can be, re- I mean, how, how how do you carry on? I mean, how, unless you've been amazing at planning and saving and all of that kind of stuff, but really nine months isn't that long to no. plan for a year off, is yeah, it? Exactly. And that's, you know, that's part of the reason why I probably didn't take as much time as I would have liked to. Um, you know, we, we've had Vogue Williams on the podcast. She took a lot of yeah. time, I think, for going back and doing a DJ gig you know three weeks after Theo um Theodore was born and you know she was like this is my livelihood and it's absolutely case to case I think what works for you is the right thing um but yeah thank you for highlighting that because it is definitely different in my line of work and we do we don't you know that 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 lovely package would be quite nice but doesn't happen (laughs) it doesn't (laughs) so yeah so we're kind of we're talking today about 
that whole process. And we really, as I said, we really wanted to get an expert in her field. Um, her name is Toby. Um, she is my bump pay on Instagram. And uh, Georgia actually found her. This is going to be a really, really interesting chat. She's going to kind of navigate us and give us some really good tips on how to have those conversations and the whole process around being pregnant at work. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. So both Georgia and I are really, really looking forward to today's chat. Uh, We have both been in situations where we've had to turn around to our employers and tell them that we're pregnant. Um, Different experiences, some good, some bad. (laughs) Uh, Today we're chatting to uh, a lady called Toby. Uh, On Instagram, she is Bump Pay. She champions mums in the workplace. She is mum to two, Joshua, who's two years old, and Grace, who's eight months old. She had a hell of a night with her last night. So we're absolutely thrilled that she's uh, she's managed to find the time to chat to us today. Please welcome Toby to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. I'm so thrilled to be talking to the two of you. So yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Ditto. Oh, we feel the same. We absolutely. Feel the same. It's something we've really wanted to talk about for a long time. I think, I mean, a lot of people really, really feel nervous when they, you know, when they're pregnant and facing telling their employer and everything yes. that comes with that. Um, I think it would be really good for us to have a chat today just about, you know, how to, how to approach that and the challenges you can face, but also just how you can actually carry on smashing your career after you become a mum. I think something people really worry about and hopefully they don't need to. Amazing. Yeah, this is definitely my my topic that I live and breathe by. So yeah, I can't wait to kind of get into it today. So Toby, just before we we kind of get really kind of get into the meaty chat, let Mm. just tell me, tell us both about um, kind of your background, you know, what you used to do and how my bump pay kind of started out. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I am a mum of two. I'm currently on maternity leave. Um, and I kind of say, you know, by day, I kind of work in and around um, the financial services industry, really helping investors um, with their research. So I still kind of do that because I'm on maternity leave. But my bump pay was created really for my own journey. Um, I had the really unique experience of being the first person in my office location because I work for a global company. Um, to go through the whole maternity leave process, um, which was a real learning curve for me. And HR were really good at telling me, oh, you know, this is this, this is that, this is this. But then I became obsessed with, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a mum. I'm still incredibly ambitious. How do I make sure that, you know, everything I want to do in terms of my career and life goals that I can keep running with um, all of those things whilst I have this bump and then eventually this baby. So I literally just became obsessed with just finding out all the little tips and tricks to make sure that I could really nail my career, I guess, um, and other goals that I had for myself. And then alongside that, I became obsessed with kind of reading about it and talking to other people about it and talking to other incredibly successful um, women as to how um, they had gone about it. So I guess from kind of talking to loads of my friends who were really in a really similar position, we just realized that in some ways the information is kind of out there but you've got to pull it all together from so many different places Um, and actually we need role models or people that we can see doing this Um, and also we need it in a way that you know us as kind of I guess young trendy mums I don't I don't want to use that term but um, mums that still very much have a identity of themselves in a way that we relate to it so can it be fun can it be exciting can it be creative Um, so that's really what sparked I guess the catalyst for my bump pay there's so many other things that kind of really pushed me along the way but that was the the real catalyst and 
you sort of mentioned that you were the first person in your office to go through the whole maternity process. So when you found out you were pregnant, did you feel nervous? Who did you tell first? What, you know, what was that meeting like? Gosh, uh, yes, I definitely, (laughs) I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. I was 100% nervous to have that conversation. I just remember just kind of playing out in my head and I had a really great and I still do have a really great relationship with my with my boss. So in some ways I knew what his reaction was going to be. I knew that he was going to be happy for me because he's very much a family man. Um, but still you have, gosh, all these questions and concerns in the back of your mind and about timing. Is this the right time? You know, money, finances, everything that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was it was a good conversation in the sense that he was very happy for me um, and kind of, you know, we probably spent a lot more time in that conversation talking about life rather than kind of the wider things. Um, But I know from talking to other friends that perhaps, you know, those conversations don't always go smoothly or on the face of it, they go smoothly, but then all sorts of things start happening behind the scenes and et cetera. So yeah, I definitely had a positive experience, but I know that's not everybody's experience. So Toby, why do you think we're scared to tell our employers that we are having a baby? Because really it should be something that's celebrated do you think it's because there aren't that many role models um kind of you know showcased by the media yeah definitely I think it's exactly that it's just not seeing enough role models and also not maybe hearing enough positive stories I think there are so many statistics out there in the media that say about you know how many people are you know potentially being made redundant or losing their jobs as soon as they announce their pregnancy and those things are definitely happening and I don't want to take away from you know those horrible statistics but at the same time I want to encourage people to say yes this is the situation life happens but you've got to make something out of this as well um as well as all the negative things that kind of people are putting out there we really want to put out a positive um message and it's funny kind of when I've started talking to people and asking these questions and I'm hearing of people saying oh yes actually do you know what I got promoted just before I was about to go on maternity leave and or I got promoted while I was pregnant but you know I don't want to make a song and dance out of it because they don't yeah, want people to look at me in a particular way, which I just find so odd. Um, yeah. Because it's yeah. something to really be celebrated and pushed and shared. Yeah. You mentioned when um, we had a chat a few days ago, um, and it was something I'd never thought about. You said about sort of putting the wheels in motion for your return after maternity leave while you're still there before you even go on maternity leave. So what sort of tips um, and, you know, advice would you offer someone who's maybe just told their employer they're pregnant and now they've got like the next, I don't know, six months or whatever it is before they go on mat leave to, I guess, shine um, or shine as best they can if they're feeling terrible or, you know, they've got lots of appointments to go to and all that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I think it's about having really good communication, really good communication channels. I think as women, we're just so (laughs) naturally, I think sometimes we internalize our goals. We have these really big goals, but sometimes we internalize them because sometimes they scare us and we feel that actually if we speak them out loud, then we've actually got to go ahead and (laughs) go ahead and do them. But actually communicating your goals can be such a powerful and positive thing. So firstly, I'd say don't internalize your goals. And then secondly, I would say, you know, go out there and get a mentor and a sponsor. And there's a kind of real distinctive difference between the two. So a mentor is really there to kind of, you know, maybe kind of give you advice and cure advice. And I say a mentor is really positive because as we all know, during your pregnancy, you will have some some days where you're just like, oh gosh, how am I going to get through this? You absolutely can get through this. And you kind of need somebody who's like a coach 
in your corner saying, absolutely, you can get through this. I've kind of been down this road before and here's, you know, here's my support and here's my encouragement. Um, and then I say get a sponsor because a sponsor is somebody who ultimately has a seat at the decision making table who maybe is there kind of approving, you know, promotions or pay rises or kind of new opportunities for people within an organization and a business. Um, and a sponsor needs to be aware of your capabilities and your achievements and all those really positive things and the reason why I think a sponsor is so 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 important is that they really speak on your behalf at the decision making table and obviously when you are potentially on maternity leave there may be opportunities that come up within a business and an organization so actually having a sponsor to say actually do you know what um for example, I know Zoe's coming back to work next month and she's really good at XYZ and actually she's expressed an interest in doing XYZ before she went on maternity leave. I think she'd be perfect for this opportunity. You know, there you have it. You have somebody speaking on your behalf um, whilst you're not on maternity leave and then your goals have been socialised even wider whilst you're not there. So I definitely say, you know, a mentor and a sponsor is really, really, really critical. Gosh, you know what, Toby? I didn't even know about a mentor and a sponsor. That sounds incredible. <laughs> I mean, imagine if I had a, a sponsor just like sitting at heart, just being like, well, Zoe's off having a baby, but she is really good at doing the breakfast show. She'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> it would be incredible. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, 100%. And you'll be so surprised how how many really successful women, when I speak to all these successful women who are working parents, maybe kind of the top of the game in, in the corporate world, that is probably the number one unifying factor is actually they actually have a, a sponsor, somebody who knows how good they are and is yeah. really willing to back them when these big decisions are being made. It's it's critical. And I think I read a stat saying that, um, you know, men can get to the top quite easily, but actually the difference between men and women getting to the top, I wish I had this stat right to hand because it's so powerful. Um, the difference between men and women getting to the top is ultimately... Um, a sponsor who can really speak on, the, on their behalf and that applies wow. whether you're on maternity right. leave or not on maternity leave. And how would you go about finding a sponsor in your organisation? So say, for instance, it's not really the done thing maybe in your office. How do you go about starting that, you know, and changing and changing it so it does become a thing and a, a sponsor and a mentor becomes a normal part of your organisation? Yeah, I think, you know, I think sometimes in different organisations you kind of have to have the courage to step out and kind of create this path and I think that's what I'm learning from all these different women that I'm speaking to and and kind of all the reading and research and kind of this journey that I'm going on myself um, is that you kind of have to step out and I say one thing is that it's helpful is to find somebody maybe within your organization that you have aligned interests with um, that could be parenthood it's not necessarily parenthood um, you can't always assume that you know people always have that in common but it could be sports or society or a particular cause um, so find someone who you have aligned interests with um, and don't reach out and say oh, oh I just want to pick your brain because that's not going to get you far um, it's kind of saying that you know you've got something that's mutually um, exchangeable that you have an interest in and obviously and hopefully you can also help them in maybe a big project that they're working on internally, maybe get that more exposure or something to that effect. Um, and also a little bit of flattery goes a long way. So even saying something like, you know, I've scoured this whole organization and, and out of everybody that I think, you know, would be in a really good position to, to help me, it would be you. Um, so something to, something to that effect. And I think, you know, yeah. what I'm finding is especially you know, women, I, th I feel that, you know, they are very, very willing to bring up 
the next generation if you just position it right. So yeah, that would be my advice in terms of getting a sponsor. We'll be right back after the short break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? I mean, we're obviously going through, you know, a global pandemic at the moment. It's mm. been a really, a really hideous, in many ways, four months um, uh, for a lot of people. Uh, on the plus side of that, um, you know, as people, as, as busy kind of career women, we've got to spend a bit more time at home and we've got to kind of set new rules around our actual structure and our working day. So actually our employers have had to listen to the fact that, you know what, we can take our um, take our child to, you know, X, Y and Z, or we can do a Zoom call with the doctor or, yeah. you know, and actually we can get our work done. So in many ways it's been a positive, but how do we implement that going forward? Um, because, you know what, there are certain things, there are certain milestones in our ch- child's life that we don't want to miss out on and I know because I work at the weekends like my son Kit he went to rugby tots for the first time yesterday Mm. and I was presenting my show in the morning and I spent the last half an hour of my show fighting back the tears because I'd missed him kick his first rugby ball it's devastating for me you know it's it's hard to get the balance isn't it but how do you start those conversations yeah and I say with any conversation like that it's so hard but you want to try and take the emotion out of it as as much as you possibly can because you just want to think clearly and ultimately the business or the organization you know they want to know can you perform can you deliver and that's their that's their number one priority so that's what you really want to go into those conversations having you know really nailed down the reasons why you know 100% you can still perform and you can still deliver and I say for these conversations you want to over prepare you want to prepare almost as if you're going in for an interview and I would suggest to anybody kind of get a list um, of all the things that you think they're going to say maybe all the objections um, Mm. maybe write down up to 15 objections and also write down your response because you then get really really clear as to what your why is and why you're asking making this ask and also you really want to sell the benefits. Um, so what are the benefits in terms of, you know, productivity or engagement um, or just, you know, even things like data, the fact that, you know, this particular time, so many people have been showing that actually it works. Um, and I think what's also really powerful is that, you know, everybody's working in various different industries, but if you can find a really positive case study from a very similar industry of somebody doing something very um, positive or even closer yet, maybe even somebody within your organization or company, 
doing something similar or positive, I think those case studies go a really, really long way. Um, and then also just suggesting a, a bit of a trial if it's something that you want on a longer term basis is saying, right, do you know what? Um, please just just look at me on my on my output or what I can really produce here and let's try it for two weeks. Um, it'll be a great learning curve for both of us. And if it doesn't work, then obviously that's a different conversation. But if it does work, I think there's some real benefits here that we can we can take from this experience. So yes, I'm my, I guess my top tips are kind of going like you would for an interview, be over-prepared um, and write down every single objection that you think you could possibly face and a positive to overcome those objections. Yeah, that's great. And um, I think sometimes it's not um, your boss who is always the problem. It can be your peers and, and maybe your team members. So I know like for one of my friends that she's pregnant at the moment, she lives overseas and she's having a very bad pregnancy. She's very sick. Um, you know, she's got lots of appointments to go to because she's like a bit of a high risk pregnancy. She's having to take time out of work. Mm. And while her boss it's totally got her back and, you know, absolutely understands. I think some of her team members are probably giving her a bit of a hard time. And yeah. she's finding that really tough because um, she's, very, you know, very ambitious, um, you know, very driven. And this is out of her control, really. This is not mm. how she planned, you know, the, the last few months before she finished up for mat leave to be. But it's the situation she's in. So she still wants everybody to respect her and, you know, to still, you know, love what she does in her job but I think some of yeah some of her colleagues are probably not that understanding how you know what what should you do in those situations because that doesn't just happen when you're you know when you're pregnant that happens after your kids can get sick and you have to yeah. pull out of a meeting at the last minute or um you know just that kind of stuff does come up and that's just real life and it's just how do we go about showing our dedication even when we know that we're going to have those you know, those times where things are just out of our control. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so common. And I think also we have to remember that we can't please everybody, but we want to take as many people along the journey with us. Um, and sometimes it depends on the relationships that you have within your team or you have within your organisation. I think you just... If you can, if you have good relationships with those people, it's about really understanding, I guess, what their pain points are. Um, is there something that perhaps is kind of bothering them about a wider situation that perhaps you can help them with? Um, and really kind of going on that journey together and then th kind of through going on that journey together that hopefully you build a stronger relationship that they understand ultimately, you know, maybe some of the obstacles that you're facing and how you're overcoming them and building that mutual respect. But I must admit, it's it's not easy because everybody is kind of, nobody can understand it unless they walk in your shoes. And I think that's the really interesting thing about pregnancy or becoming a parent uh, is that you don't really get it until, until you're, yeah. you're there. Um, Absolutely. So you have to try and take people on that journey as much as possible. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And it's actually something that it kind of, oh gosh, it really does get up my nose a bit, to be honest with you, because you're expected to do all things. You're expected to be mm. the most incredible uh, you're expected to be the most incredible, you know, c career person or run your business or whatever you're doing, working from home, whatever it is, um, wife, friend, and everybody expects 
so much from you. And at the end of the day, you're a bit like, well, I'm fucked now because I don't feel like I'm mothering particularly well. I'm not working very well. I'm not being very nice to my partner. And yeah, I, I think everybody needs to have a little bit more understanding that, you know what, when you do become a parent, things change. I mean, mm-hmm. people don't raise their eyebrows when people pop outside for a cigarette every you know, hour at work. But if you need to pop outside to go and take your child to the doctors, people are a bit like, oh, did you notice it? And it's like, well, it's, it's my child. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? It's very weird how people have different um, sets of values. I think it's sometimes a culture, like a culture switch up within organisations. I think it's not, it isn't even just for parents, is it? It's about people treating other people like humans. Yeah. And, you know, getting to understand that, I don't know, someone has to go home and do the shopping for their mum or, you know, whatever it is we you know we're all humans and we all have lives outside of work um but it's just you know if you are really driven and um you know you really want to kick on in your career it's just about how you behave I guess day to day so that that doesn't get seen as a bad thing and it just gets you know no one even notices I guess yeah and I think you know don't be shy to celebrate your achievements but also within that don't be shy to celebrate the achievements of others I think that's just a really powerful thing that I'm kind of learning and I have learned along the way that actually you know they say it takes a village to to raise a child but I think in some ways it takes a village to really smash your career as well so take other people on the journey and kind of also celebrate their successes um in your journey as well yeah yeah yeah, I, I think there needs to be, uh, you know, a lot that's that's done going forward. And I actually think, and this may be a strange thing to say, but I think the coronavirus where it was in, it's been an enforced, everybody yeah. has to work from home scenario that's going to hopefully open the eyes of the employers that are slightly behind on their way of thinking. And they're going to get to the point where they're like, well, actually, my business has been running great. My employees have been working from home. There's flexibility on the hours they're working, you know, and they can get the job done. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Also, I know you sort of chatted about when you're on maternity leave, picking up with your employer or things you can be doing while you're on maternity leave to make that transition back into the workplace smoother. I know a lot of us sort of don't think about it until, you know, we have to, till HR are emailing and phoning us like, you know, what's going on? When are you coming back? And then you get forced into a meeting about flexible working and you sort of fill out your form and you haven't really thought about it. And then it doesn't go the way you wanted. What sort of things can we be doing while we're on maternity leave to, you know, pave that way back into work yeah I say gosh keeping in touch days are like gold um the reason why is that when you kind of let's say get further down the line and you're having those conversations maybe about flexible working or or what you need to help you get back into the workplace um and to really be able to sell the benefits you need to understand the position that the organization is is in um and I think now is just such a challenging time for businesses so Um, you know those keeping in touch days can be used to really understand okay how is the business really navigating through this crazy 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 time Um, and how can you position yourself to be valuable in that in in the company kind of managing gosh everything that comes with coronavirus Um, so yes kind of using your keeping in touch days to I think now it's fantastic you can kind of dial in to maybe kind of company meetings and things like that you don't even necessarily need to be physically present to just keep in touch with what's happening Um, even just speaking to to colleagues again I think it's the 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 blessing in some ways of this really weird time is that you know you 
everybody's accepting that now we can kind of just pick up the phone or hop on a Zoom, especially if you work for global organizations, you know, you, you can have a call with somebody in New York or you can have a call with somebody, yeah. in, you know, a different office location and find out what's happening in their office location. I think all of those things just make your confidence just rise in terms of actually by the time you get back you're like actually you know I have a I have a good idea of what's happening in this business also it gives you an opportunity to say to people you know um yeah I'm really fired up I'm pumped about you know returning you know these are some of the things that I was working on before I'd love to pick up xyz or I've been really excited about getting um stuck into you know a new opportunity or something like that so it just also reminds people gives you the opportunity to remind people of hopefully just how awesome you are as well so Toby I'm actually um asking advice for you because I'm now an employer who has an employee that is pregnant so my lovely nanny Lucy um she looks after Luna and Kit and Isla three days a week Monday Tuesday Wednesday she came to me about a month ago and said I've got something to tell you and she went but before I tell you I really don't want you to freak out and I don't want to I don't want to not work here anymore and I'm only gonna I said just tell me she went I was like you're pregnant I'm pregnant and then there was all this stuff and I was so over the moon for her I like gave her the biggest hug and we had a big cry together and it was a really lovely moment but it was it was you could tell that she was really uncomfortable telling me that she was pregnant and Mm. she kept saying to me and I felt devastating. She kept saying to me, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really dedicated. I'm going to work right up to my due date. And I was like, stop. Mm. I was like, your job is more than safe and secure. We absolutely love you. You're not going anywhere. You're part of the family. But it was really, it was quite sad to see her feeling so uncomfortable. And I know because I've had to tell my employers I was pregnant. It, it, it's, it's almost ingrained in us, isn't it? That, mm. we, that we shouldn't feel completely over the moon. And, and I, I'm just wondering what we can kind of do to change that. Do we all need to be beating the drum and saying that it's okay to be pregnant and it's okay to have a career at the same time? How do we change that? Yeah, I think you, you want to go into those conversations being the solution. So I think it's, you know, don't apologize, first of all. It's life. It, it's what happens. Um, but it's also kind of saying, right, you know, this is this is the situation. Um, but the, these are some of the things that I know that I can keep running with 100% or this is maybe how we can kind of change things or, you know, you don't necessarily want to say, oh, I'm definitely going to take, you know, however many months at that particular time because, you know, things can change but it could be saying you know I'm thinking of taking x many months and I actually think so and so is going to be a really great um cover for example and I'm happy to train that particular person up in the next however many months you have going on maternity leave I think you really just want to kind of go into those conversations actually quite positive um and coming with solutions because I think sadly all an employer sometimes sees not every employer but some employer they they just see problems straight away um and that's fine but i think to change the narrative on this and to help others who are having this conversation coming after us i think we need to come and have these conversations with a solution already already in hand and as an employer how can i reassure her that her job is safe because i'm say i think i'm saying all the right things but i'm not quite sure yeah, I think, you know, you sound as if you're saying all the right things and supportive and, and that's incredible. I think it's just saying, you know, we really value you here and, you know, we definitely want you to come back. We're excited about you coming back. But, you know, first and foremost, it's about you having your baby safely and having that time with your baby. And when you're ready, we're absolutely here with open arms and, you know, we'll welcome yeah. you back into the fold and we'll do whatever we can during the process whilst you're on, on maternity leave, um, you know, to make it easy for you to, to come back, whatever it is 
is that that you need mm, that's great okay good mm. <laughs> yeah. i wish you were my employers though and so we've talked a lot about you know being mothers who've had careers before having children and then sort of transitioning back into the workplace. But what about women who maybe didn't have a career before they had children and their children are older or they just, you know, for certain reasons, they really want to get into a, you know, into a career now they've had kids. How do you do? I mean, I, mm. I would feel pretty daunted by it. I mean, it's, it's daunting mm. anyway, in general, anyway. starting a new mm-hmm. career. Yeah. But I think sometimes as a parent, it feels like, a lot bigger because you've got a lot more to juggle and you can't throw everything at that one thing yeah yeah definitely so I think I'd say to those people you I think confidence for so many of those people is just a really big thing because sometimes you feel like well I've been you know with my children for this much time and I you know I'm going to step back into the workforce how and how am I going to do that And I think I say to those people you've almost got got to create your own pitch um for yourself and you've kind of got to remind yourself you know what what is your specialism or what maybe has been your special specialism in the past or what is your specialism now so that's number one um what have you done in that specialism that kind of makes you stand out or makes you um really good at it so it could be you know you're a jewellery designer and you make really unique pieces, for example, um, and you've designed for certain celebrities maybe 15 years ago. I'm just <laughs> picking the world as example. Yeah. Um, and then saying, you know, now you've been on maternity leave or now you've kind of taken time out to raise your children or to raise your family. You know, what are the things that you have really experienced or achieved during that time? So it could be things like, you know, you've absolutely mastered um, multitasking because you've been raising a family of three and you're doing doing different activities and you know getting them off to school and all that type of thing so kind of remind yourself of those skills that you gain from being a parent as well and then also remind yourself of what it is that you're looking forward to achieving and then kind of put all those things together almost and kind of create your three or four lined pitch um and just don't stop repeating it to yourself so I think the first thing is kind of really building on your confidence and then the second thing I'd say is that there are so many depending on your industry but there's some really fabulous companies out there running kind of returner programs where they're really looking to attract women really skilled women who have maybe left the workplace for caring responsibilities to actually come back into the workplace because they really really realize the value that they that they have Um, and I also say talk to people talk to your network so talk to maybe other kind of working parents or or mums because there are people who've gone through something similar Um, or for example like where we live in in Wimbledon, there's an amazing Facebook group. It's really, really good. And you can just put on there, like, I'm, you know, so-and-so, I specialize in so-and-so, and, you know, I'm looking to get back in the workplace. I was wondering if I could have a coffee with somebody who's maybe done something similar um, and listen to their story and try and get inspiration and encouragement from from what they've done as well. So that's what, you know, that's what I would advise. Both Georgia and I are such big believers in, you know, everybody having a choice. It doesn't matter what stage of your life you're at. You know, if you've being one of those amazing mums that stepped away um, and being a stay-at-home mum, which is 
for me is the hardest job in the world that you could do anyway um and then you know i think it's really important for us to celebrate and and cherish and kind of really support those women that come out of that and then go do you know what it's actually my time now and i want to do something for me and you can do that at any stage like you said there's this real lack of confidence and i totally see it because you're kind of like well how can i get back into it when i have either never been in it or i've been out of it for such a long time but you absolutely can and like you said there's so many amazing support groups out there and i think the first thing would be just talking to a friend or somebody that you yeah. kind of admire and look to and get some advice on what you can do and writing down what you love as well because I think again as parents we sort of forget what we love because all we do is look after our children um juggling endless lists swiping bums cooking meals it's like what do we like doing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also Toby you made such a good point there I think when you become a parent you actually learn so many skills other than you know how to make a bottle and whatever but multitasking how to get something anything done in five minutes how you know how to survive on no sleep I mean gosh like seriously like imagine like if we had you know 18 19 year olds who didn't really need us so much anymore we could work 24 hour days without <laughs> could we and we wouldn't we'd be used to it we, well we're doing it anyway you know we work seven days a week 24 hours a day so um exactly. yeah I think I think a lot of people forget just how much you sort of change and mature and learn when you become a parent you take on so much yeah we do and I'd say you know I think you know mums especially become we become so empathetic and I think that is such an underrated skill for a really successful leader you need to be able to understand your your um your team or the people that you're bringing together and be able to kind of direct them or, or shape them into a positive direction so yeah empathy is another thing that I'm just really really big on so yeah I mean I could talk about this forever Toby before we go um just in a sentence what's your mission and what do you want people to or women to kind of maybe reach out to you what's the kind of what's the real message yeah I you know, my bump pay is all about helping women to, I say, smash the glass ceiling with a baby on the way and beyond, ultimately giving, gosh, women the tools to find confidence in life and in work. Um, yeah, to just make sure that they're, they're winning in the workplace. So that's, that's the message. Um, and I also say, you know, it's not about kind of being pregnant necessarily it's also about you know starting way ahead of that journey and just thinking that you know I might want a family in x years time so how can I position myself you know before this even happens so yeah that's what I would say oh thank you thank you so much (laughs) thank you so much Toby that was brilliant I think we could sit here all day and talk about it there's there's we need a glass of wine we do (laughs) (laughs) thank you wow I feel fired up now after that chat I thought you might. Oh, it's good, wasn't it? Good advice. It it is good. And I think there's so many things that you don't think about. Like for me, after Axel, I didn't think about returning to work until right at the last minute, you know, like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And then it was pretty hard for me when I first went back because I had, you know, my flexible working request, you know, just boo-booed basically I had to work go back full-time straight away Mm. um, for a while while we were sort of working through it and really if I'd planned a bit better and I'd had those conversations a bit earlier we'd have probably come to an agreement a lot quicker Um, but I'm really proud of you Georgia for going in and having those conversations because you really really tried to make it work and actually like we said in the podcast I think now is a very different world I think people are probably more open to it so if you're listening kind of nodding along to all of those things 
and kind of getting geared up ready to go back in or looking at a new um, career path just really think about having those conversations maybe a bit earlier on and also just not carrying any shame around it you know being pregnant is an incredible thing and our employers have to get their heads around it and vice versa as an employer you you know you have to be super supportive um you know this is life yeah absolutely and equally if you see you know a role that you want to go for and you know you know that you need some flexible work in don't feel ashamed you know to just go for the role and then have those conversations you know further on down the line after you already know they like you you know after they've seen how great you are and then when it comes to talking about you know the specifics you can explain to them and then I feel like they've sort of bought into you a bit more and they're more likely to say yes Um, and now more than ever because we all know that working from home you know it works and it's absolutely fine so brilliant go for it go for it love that yeah right that is it um, for today but as always we'd love you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast and if you do have time to give us a little five star review we would love that because it just helps spread the word yeah please do and if you have got any suggestions for topics for our Friday episode then please do drop us a line at Made by Mamas or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman and we will see you then we'll see you Friday confidence starts with loving who you are and when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside you naturally radiate confidence from the inside give your skin a glow up with osea's clinically proven mega moisture duo this ultra hydrating body care features two of osea's best sellers undaria algae body oil and undaria collagen body lotion these seaweed powered heroes use skincare level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.